A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I have a super fun episode for you. I am interviewing a mother-daughter gymnastics duo. Liz and Maribel are currently competing together as level 10 gymnasts. So for any of you out there who have the the false belief that you're too old to do gymnastics, Liz is going to prove you wrong today. So here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Perform Happy Podcast where I have the coolest duo of gymnasts joining me today. We have Liz and Mirabel, who are a mother-daughter combo of gymnasts who are still competing, which I just think is the coolest thing. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Thank us. For having. So let's start with, let's start with mom, if that's okay. Liz, would you give us a little background on your sport history as a gymnast? And then Mirabel will go to you next. Sure. Well, I started gymnastics a very long time ago. I did some recreational stuff from probably crawling till I was about 12 years old. And then when I was 12, I found the Flushing YMCA in New York City. And that's where my higher level gymnastics pursuit began. And I really haven't stopped since, except to have two children, unfortunately, a couple surgeries and one year to build our gym here in Pennsylvania. So, you know, of course, it started out as just something that was very recreational and became more serious. I had a chance to do some elite gymnastics. And now my old age, I am trying to hold on to level 10 gymnastics. <laughs> Which, is, I mean, it's just incredible. And so I love, first of all, that you, at age 12, sort of committed to the sport where it yeah. feels you know, of course you were doing it all along, but there's so much these days that says, if you are not a level seven by age seven, forget it. You know, if you haven't fully committed and you're training 40 hours a week by age 12, you will not be an elite gymnast. Yeah, I think a lot of little girls, myself included, I was 14 and level six and was like, I'm over the hill. I have missed my opportunity. And I gave up at that point because I felt like I was too old. So I just love that you were like, no, let's, okay, let's commit now. At any point, you can commit and be excited about gymnastics. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And I would love it if more people could think that they could continue longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or even like get excited at whatever age Mm -hmm. you become so excited about the sport. Okay. Mirabelle, what was your story and where are you at today? So give us the, paint us the picture of how you got (laughs) to where you are. I think I started gymnastics in the womb. Yes, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) She was a little crazy when she was pregnant with me and she did gymnastics. It was like five months. And then I guess when I was born, I just, I don't know. I've always loved it since I can remember. Which is great news for mom, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. My my two girls are not gymnasts and I'm so sad. Um, Yeah. I mean, when I was born, of course... My husband is also my coach and we own a gym together. So she she was in the gym right right from day one, but we never wanted to push it on her. In fact, we didn't actively coach her till she was six and told us that that's what she wanted to do. Now, of course, before six, she was always training all the time, but we just let her pick whatever group she wanted to go in, which was every group she could possibly do. I'm not for like anything else outside the gym. I think I, I like cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so angry. Like, why? Why must I do soccer, mom? I only want to swing on the bars. <laughs> and we think we tried to expose her to some other things just because we really wanted it to be her choice. And it just, it just truly was like, I tell people she is gymnastics. You know, she's just the kid who always wants to be in the gym. You know, we've been there eight hours. We're shutting down and she's she's no can I have one more turn kind of gymnast you know I haven't we have another daughter she's 11 and she's not a gymnast her favorite thing is dogs right now we love her just the same but you know it just we really wanted to be their choice yeah wonderful so and it sounds like both of you have this this foundation of you just love it that's Mm -hmm. why that's why you do it is you love it you're not trying to prove anything to anybody or impress anybody you just want to do you just want to do gymnastics Mm -hmm. which i think is so important okay and then mirabelle so you you got in the gym finally age six your parents are training you and then then what i don't really know i just (laughs) just did it and then and now so now you're level 10 is that right yeah and i'm trying to qualify Okay, cool. So, and then Liz, you are currently training at what level? Level 10. I qualified only to states on, well, I qualified as an all around to level 10 states, but I put put my hands down on a double pike a couple of weeks before the state meet and my ankle wasn't a hundred percent. So I only did bars at states. So my season ended this year at states. Maribel. Thank you. (laughs) Maribel has qualified to regionals and she just completed her regional championship um, you can tell me not well i fell off the beam and so it's like one of the means where like you can't have any stakes to make nationals mm-hmm. and so i'm the second alternate right now okay well to be second alternate with a fall is pretty impressive first of all <laughs> so, and yep it happens right and and whenever you have one of those mistakes i think even both of you probably can go okay here's the wisdom i got from that double pike and here's the wisdom i got from that beam routine we so, try. It's still yeah. hard to, to deal with. Sure. I, yeah. And as quick as you can to be like, well, that makes sense that that happened because X, Y, and Z. Now I'm going to make this change and let's go train harder. That's yeah. Right. All right. So do you ever, I know moms and moms and teenage daughters, that can be a tricky dynamic. You two seem like buddies, but does it ever get hard being in the gym together? You can answer that one. I think when I was younger, more, I just didn't want to work with her. 
But now, like, as I get older, I feel like we can work together more. Mm-hmm. She coaches and, me a lot more do now. You- Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he used to be dad doing most of the coaching, right? She's the main coach for her level. I tend to do the up and coming generation, just the way we split up our coaching time in the gym anyway. But Marble was a little tougher in her younger teenage years for both parents, I think. Now we, we have a great relationship, all of us. Right. I mean, you would have to, I feel like in order to choose to actively choose to be with your parents all day, <laughs> you got to have a good thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Okay. So, so you both love your gymnastics. I know, um, Liz, you had some injuries, so you had to pause and, you know, have surgery. Was there ever a moment where you felt like, okay, this is it. Maybe I'm done now. Before I found out I was pregnant with Maribel. I just always assumed that when we were ready to have kids, that would be the end of my career. I don't know if that's society's thoughts and that just, I never questioned it, similar to like you said, being 12 and over the hill for the sport. But after having her, I developed help syndrome and I almost died. And I needed to just get healthy when I brought her home, I couldn't even carry her in her, that car seat, the infant car seat, because I was just too weak. So, of course, we're working at a gymnastics center. We just started with some things in the gym and a little trot across the vault runway and some push-ups led to a cartwheel to, you know, a back handspring to, oh, maybe I'll try some giants today. And then before I knew it, I actually competed at USAIGC Nationals only six months after having her. And I really just, I think she won the meet. I did. <laughs> but it was just never, never something I had even imagined. So I guess at that moment, when I found out I was pregnant, I kind of thought I'd be finished. And then I just continued. And then after that, my husband, and I would kind of joke about it after my knee surgery, you know, oh, maybe you'll be done now. But we kind of knew I wouldn't be. I think that is so amazing. Just that, that pull you have towards the sport mm-hmm. that is just purely, I want to go try something. Yeah. I want to go do this. Maybe if this would work. And I feel like that's how a lot of kids get their start, you know, age five, mm-hmm. age six, where they're like, Ooh, what, ha- what would happen if I did this? Mm-hmm. And they have sort of that curiosity that propels them and that excitement. Does that ever fade for you, Liz? Does that ever? Hard days. And sometimes I question what I'm doing. Like when I put my hands down on the double pike and now my ankle hurts and thinking, boy, you know, I really don't need to be in this discomfort kind of thing. But then, you know, I wipe away a couple tears and and just come back in. Uh, it's a strange relationship with the sport to just keep loving it. Yeah. And to take it, it sounds like one day at a time. And, but yet there's these goals too that you've got that you're working toward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to be more successful next year, maybe make regionals. Hopefully Maribel will be a qualified elite. So we'll just be watching each other and moving springboards for each other in in the meets since I have zero desire to do that level ever again. (laughs) It was good. We we joke. It's a joke in the gym, but I'm not interested in the elite level one bit, but we support each other and help each other. and, And it's just a good thing to do and fun. 
Mm-hmm. Maribel, what are you, what drives you? What is your motivation at this point in your gymnastics? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I really, really, really want to qualify elite. So I guess like every day just working to get like a little better and have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to get there for sure. Is yeah. one, one quality day after another. Hey guys, quick announcement break. Right now, we at Complete Performance Coaching are looking for five athletes who are ready to break through their mental blocks for good. If that sounds like you or your child, then sign up for a free consultation call with one of my amazing coaches as soon as possible to see if you're a good fit for our Perform Happy Elite training program. This program includes one-on-one coaching with the world's top mental performance coaches, plus tons of support for athletes and their parents in between sessions. You can sign up today at completeperformancecoaching.com slash consult. Talk to you soon. I'm also excited like about going to college too. Mm-hmm. Just do gymnastics in college. Yeah. Well, and so Liz, you had a different. You had a your college experience was not the traditional college experience that I think today's gymnast goes after. Mm-hmm. Would you explain a little bit about kind of what your choices were around college and your gymnastics? Sure. Like a typical level ten, I, I was level ten in my senior year of high school. I was offered some full gymnastics scholarships, but I really wanted to do elite gymnastics, very similar to to Maribel. And I know now you see some elites go and do college and then they come back and they do their elite career. Most of the time they take some time off college to do it, but occasionally you see them in college pursuing it. That really wasn't the case when I was going to enter my college years. You weren't even allowed to do your Tenko vault at, at the time in the college level. And that was the pretty much the only vault you would see at the elite level. So I chose to take an academic scholarship at a local school. It's only about a mile from my house. And I stayed back at the Y to continue my gymnastics training. And I was not a qualified elite at the time. I thought I'd just take my first year and see how it went and then decide. And I was fortunate to qualify out that year. And uh, then the rest, I guess, I just stayed behind and continued my training and finished my college with a degree in anthropology. I think that's such a great example of things not having to look a certain way that you, you had this, I want to be an elite gymnast. And that was, that sounds like that was kind of your driving force. And then the rest of it was pretty flexible. You worked with what life gave you on this journey to elite and didn't let people shut you down on your way. Yes. And people did try to tell me I was crazy. In fact, the Maribel is named after two people, my grandmother, Belle, who had passed about a year before she was born, and Judge Marilyn Cross, who was a brevet judge before she passed. And Marilyn became good friends of ours, but she was one of the people in my life, uh, in my early journey at trying to be elite, who really kind of tried to tell us this was not the path I should take. It was nuts, it was impossible, but because I didn't give up, that's kind of what led us to our friendship in the end of things. That's 
Awesome. So Maribel, you must be the kind of girl I would imagine. I'm just making this up in my mind, but that you know that anything's possible probably from watching your mom. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That there's nobody going to tell you, oh, you're too old for that dream. No. It's just not part of the dialogue. So, so your dream is to go elite and how, if, if everything fell into place in a perfect world, how would that go for you? Well, I passed compulsories in December. It's kind of like two seasons when you're trying to qualify. So the goal is to like pass the first part, which is compulsory, like early. So you don't have to like think about them anymore because <laughs> they're kind of a pain. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do it anyway. And then in the second season, you're trying to pass your optionals. So I'm still trying to pass those. So like everything fell into place. Hopefully I'll qualify in June because that's the next track. Yeah. Okay. And, and then if, you know, life were to happen and it didn't happen right away, would you give up? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the, I think that's the, like the really cool thing about you ladies is that you're just like, no, you just keep going until you get it. And then you choose what's next. Mm -hmm. She already has on her plate. What's next? What's next when you're done with your... Oh, I'm going to go to the University of Alaska to do gymnastics and go to college. Very cool. So you've got lots of exciting gymnastics in your future. Now, Maribel, I'm curious. Do you see yourself continuing to do gymnastics beyond college age? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think about it that much because I don't know. I try to like live in the now, (laughs) but I don't know. We'll see. Yes. What a great and healthy response to that question. You know, and and that's something I think that can keep the joy in the sport is being in the moment and mm-hmm. just taking it one one thing at a time. So now I, I'm curious about when you guys competed at the same meets, that's happened a few times, right? Yeah. yeah. How is that helpful? Does it ever create distraction? Like what is that like competing at the same meet again? You're not in the same age division, I'm assuming, or are you? Sometimes, sometimes now, sometimes I'll just do like, mainly when there's like less age groups, like just like a junior and senior than we are. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. For me, it's twice as much anxiety because I obviously concerned about my meat, but then also the concern for my child and the parent sets in when she goes. So I have double the emotional and mental problems at the competition but in terms of our relationship we just it's the same we just help each other as any other you know two teammates would or you know I kind of play a coach teammate role when I'm competing to have to both with every athlete out on the floor who happens to be in my session but I love it I think it's such a special you know experience that we get to get have together yeah and yeah, Maribel, what's it like for you being in uh, competition it's with your a lot mom? Of fun until someone says, "Oh, you guys are like twins." <laughs> like, like we can do this for like twins, and she loves it. But yes, I always appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, "Yep, I'm the big sister. This is my little <laughs> sister." <laughs> okay, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. How cool. Okay, now I'd love to talk about the the mental stuff. So Liz, with with you, how is your mental toughness different now versus when you were younger? So I've always been a very scared gymnast. 
you know, every athlete has their thing they need to overcome. And definitely fear has always was and continues to be my nemesis. But I think now as an adult, I don't stress over it. I just know it's who I am. And if I want to get the skill, I just have to relax and take a deep breath and figure out what steps, whether it's drills or getting spotted or taking a step backwards for a moment, you know, are needed to be done in order to get it. But I think that has also a lot to do with the fact that I have no end date in sight. I know these athletes, whether they're beginners or high-level athletes, everyone sees their end as, as college or after they finish their college career. So they feel like their career has a stopping point. So there's always this stress, I've got to get it now because this meet is coming. And if I don't do it at this meet, then this won't happen in that. And I definitely don't have that same stress. You know, I just, okay, there's always next year mm-hmm. is what I feel about things for that. And yeah. unfortunately, I passed on my great mm-hmm. fear of gymnastics to my daughter here, who also has to overcome all that when she trains every day. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, more common than people mm-hmm give credit to, you know, every, every single gymnast at some point hits a mental wall. Every single one. You look at every Olympian on every podium and each of them had a mental wall that they hit or 10 or a million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's, I think it's really great though, to point out like, what if there was no end date? You know, if we didn't put this artificial, it has to be end of high school or it has to be end of college. It has Mm -hmm. like, what if we take it one day at a time, like Maribel does? And you're not focused on the, I only have this many attempts to do this Mm -hmm. thing. How might the relationship with fear be different? It's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I do wish every day it wasn't my problem because I'll do a million pull-ups if strength was my problem. (laughs) But, you know, you can't always choose some parts. That's just who you are. And, you know, I've just learned to live with it. Yeah. Okay, Maribel. So how does the fear come up for you? Now the mom called you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess it just like depends on the day. I don't know. I think when I was younger, I struggled a lot more. I like found ways that as I got older and like worked through a lot of my fear, I like, learned how to deal with it better. And also like I was like really, really, really scared when I was younger. And so my parents like helped me like figure out what things helped. And I think the biggest help for me was like diet, like what I eat and stuff, like not necessarily being strict. Like you can't have any like cookies or candy, more like adding things that like help you help your brain function better and Mm -hmm. like lower the bad hormones like that. So needless to say, Mm -hmm. we probably spend a lot of money on walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) Those help so Okay, got that. Anyone out there who's got a uh, who's struggling with fear, the the cure is walnuts, <laughs> celery seeds. We eat like a lot of like leafy green, leafy greens. I personally don't really like a lot of like red meats or like I don't even like like a lot of candies either. So it's not really not that hard for me, and I kind of like enjoy eating healthy. Like I prefer to honestly, but I think it's really helped. Yeah, I think the nutrition and sleep are the the two quickest things you can do. It's not necessarily easy to get more sleep or eat a lot of healthy foods or the right kind of foods, but when you do that, your brain 
is firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So that's helped. Now, what else has helped you? Because you said when you were younger, you had fear. What are some of the tips and tricks for, you know, the, the young athlete out there who's terrified of a skill right now? I think just finding like what works best for you. Everyone's different. Like some people, like if you're scared of something on beam, some people might find it easier to like go to a low beam and then like work up. Whereas like other people might just be like staying on the high beam and like getting rid of mats from on top of it or under it like that. So just finding what works best for you and Mm -hmm. don't rush it. If Mm -hmm. you're rushing it, it just adds to the stress. So And don't avoid it. Oh yeah, don't avoid it. We try to teach our gymnasts that if you avoid the skill, there's a part of your brain that is gets happy that it's won the battle of the fear that day. And that part gets a little bigger each time you let it win. Probably not the scientific way to describe it, but you know, if you find a way to make progress on overcoming your fear every time your coach asks you to do that skill then the part of you that has the desire to do that skill will get bigger and overcome the fear. Yes. I think of it like two wolves. Have you heard the Native American story about the two wolves? No. That's it. I'll tell it real fast. So (laughs) it's this story of a grandfather and his grandson are sitting together and grandfather says, grandson, there are two wolves fighting a battle inside of you. One is scared and sad and mean. And one is confident and brave and happy. And the grandson says, well, grandfather, which wolf will win? And he says, the one you feed. Yeah. And that's the one that if you feed the confidence wolf, that will grow. If you feed the fear wolf, that will grow. And that's what will win the battle that day. So also not scientific, but yeah, no, it is a good story. (laughs) We're going to use that one. Yeah. That and with little kids, it's always helpful to pull animals into the mix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so great. Now, one thing that gets people hung up a lot is coaches who won't allow the mats or won't do the spots mm-hmm. or won't let kids go down a beam. And I know when I was a coach, I sometimes made mistakes like that. I'm like, no, just mm-hmm. go do it. I wonder if you guys have ever had any struggle with like, Liz, did you ever have coaches who were not? giving you the amount of flexibility that you needed, anything that you could say to that scenario for people who are listening? I mean, I know as a coach, every athlete is different. You know, you've got some athletes who are very, very overly sensitive. And I mean, you can't even nicely give them some criticism. So you have raising my hand. That was me. (laughs) And that's okay. But as a coach, you need to know how to push the right buttons. So, you know, with that child, you, you might have to become a very, very, very flexible coach to get them to make the progress they need. And other kids, you find that if you give them that flexibility, they might never leave that low beam and you have to be a bit more demanding to get the right things out of them. So I know we try really hard to find what's right for each kid. Of course, I'm sure we make mistakes and then we have to try to, you know, something else with the kid. They're never intentional. They're always, you know, you want to help them become the best they, you know, what their goals are and help them get there. So I know as an athlete, my husband, Damon has always been my coach. He has put me in some positions where I guess I didn't accomplish what we wanted. So I guess whatever he asked wasn't 
maybe the right thing at the right time. Um, but I do know also it was all with the right intention. And I'm sure I wasn't always and continue maybe not always to be the perfect athlete. Just yes, sir, I'll do do it that way. I'm sure. <laughs> I just imagine if my husband was trying to tell me what to do, I'd be like, you get your butt up on this beam. And do that. <laughs> I, I have mentioned that about beam with him. When he, 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 he was a gymnast, he, he was a scholarship athlete at Long Island University and he did mostly rings. He hadn't broken his legs, so he wasn't much of a tumbler or vaulter during his college years. So he does have an understanding of what the sport is and, and he did the sport before pits really existed and stuff. So he has an even better understanding of the discomfort of a fall than the athletes have now. But yeah, we, we, we pull the, Hey, you never did this on the balance beam card out sometimes when he tries to tell us things, but she can't use that on me. So I'm her beam coach. (laughs) No, I mean, really mom's been there. She'll get up and show you what she wants to see. No, she's out, out beamed me. You've got the family advantage on beam then. Yes, not the other one. So she's still got me there. She's but there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's time. By the time you get to mom's age, like who knows? That's what I mean. Who knows where you'll be? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I just think that you all must be so collaborative to have this family unit and this team and this coach, wife, daughter scenario. I mean, what do you think are the characteristics within your personalities or within your family that makes this work? What do you think? I think we just enjoy being around each other. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that we really do as a family enjoy being with each other. And we all have this common goal that, you know, we want to do. So it's kind of easy to wake up and get things done and get over to the gym. And we enjoy what we do pretty much the whole day. Although I did homeschool Maribel all these years. And there's probably some school days she didn't enjoy along the way. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, when I was little, I didn't want to do my school. So I thought, fine, I'll just hide under the table. And a few minutes later, my mom comes over with a flashlight and the book. <laughs> and she says, you got to do your school. Got to get yeah. <laughs> One year of Zoom kindergarten. And I was like, nope, can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my, my hat is off to the parents <laughs> who can make that work and not have their kids hate them by the end of it. So kudos. <laughs> well uh, my other daughter is in school. She did not like the homeschool scenario, but that works for her and she's doing great. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so now I'm curious what maybe either of you would say to an athlete who got a later start, who maybe they didn't realize they loved gymnastics until they went and tried rec at age eight or nine or 10 but they love it so much. But then there's the pushback of, well, you're too old or you're too tall or you can't be in that group because that's a group full of seven-year-olds. What would you say to that kid? I would encourage them to find a place if they could that would be accepting of their age, first of all, because that was very important for me. And then just give it your all. Don't let anybody put up any walls for you. You know, the only walls that they really shouldn't be there, but the only walls that you need to worry about are yours, you know, what you create for yourself. And in the end, when you look back on your career, you'll be happy if you, you know, worked hard and had the right people around you to encourage you to accomplish whatever it is you get to. 
Yeah. And also, I feel like gymnastics is really unique because, like, you can have a lot of different ages in one group. It's mm -hmm. not like you don't move up by your age, you move up by like your skill level. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and you get used to just having that whole gamut of ages where I was the 14 year old and I had a seven year old in my group and we were all, it was, I was mama duck and they were my little ducklings. And, yeah. and I loved that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really do learn to work with lots of different generations of people. When you're a gymnast, you start out, even when you quote old at age 10 or 11, you're still on the young end of the, the team and if you continue through to your, your college years or come back or stay through them, you know, now you're the older one with those new up and coming athletes. And that's a really unique experience for kids. They don't get that in school. They don't generally get that in their social settings outside of school. So I, I think that really helps to develop the whole person. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm going to ask Maribel, Maribel, I think I keep saying your name wrong. It's Maribel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did your mom, and, and let's see if we can take the coach hat off of mom for a second, but if as the gymnastics mom, what has she done right? That's really helped you to thrive as a gymnast. Probably everything. I don't know. I can't imagine everything. <laughs> Like, what are some of the things that you're just so grateful that she's done over the years that have really helped you to be successful? Not always like supporting me. Like, I'm really grateful to have like my parents that they support me and what I do and my dreams and they don't like belittle them or anything. I don't know if belittle is the right word. So. Like, I don't know. I feel like some kids, like their parents are like, once they get older, they're like, you have to stop doing these things or find a way to like do it on your own. But they've always, supported me and I'm really grateful for that. Mm, that's wonderful. Okay. Now the other side of the coin, is there anything that, that she doesn't need to do or, or anything that, you know, she did that was not necessary? You called me out. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, she always made the bar slippery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Coach gymnastics, mom problems. <laughs> she doesn't like the way I talk out. No, I didn't like the way you chalked the bars when I didn't use grips. Okay, was, but otherwise, it was a little, she's, was a little <laughs> Anything else as a supporter or anything? Like, did you, did you ever feel like there was pressure of like, oh, mom's watching or mom did great or I'm supposed to be or anything like that? No. Wonderful. Why do you think that is? What did she do that made it so that you, it's always been about you and not her? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. It's just I've never really felt any like pressure from them. I usually put too much pressure on myself, but mm -hmm. never from like them. Ah, uh, wonderful. So that for anyone out there listening who's like, it's so hard to not put pressure on my kid because I am the coach. Mm -hmm. It can be done. It can be yeah. done. That. And Liz, what do you think that? What's been your strategy to kind of keep the pressure off and let it be her thing? Like I said at the beginning, we always just wanted it to be her choice. If there had ever been a day where she said, you know, I'm done or I just want to be recreational, we would have been okay with that. I mean, after putting so much work into it, we probably would have spoken to her, you know, to make sure that's what she wants, but we would have supported her. And we always told her that, you know, this is for you and we love you no matter what. Some people like to, I know some other 
coach parents. They like to just leave the gym in the gym and the home at home. And I can't really say we did that. We talk a lot about gymnastics in, in, at home. We don't bring our personal life to the gym because it's our business so much. But but um, in terms of bringing the gym home, we, we do do that. But only if she wanted to talk about it, she, you know, she bring her videos and want to review them. So it was always her leading the way with this sport. And when college came around, you know, what, what she wanted to do, she's senior in high school this year. We told her all options are, are good, except for becoming a couch potato. You know, just <laughs> if, if you wanted to do online college and just stay home, we were okay with that. If you wanted to go away to college this year, we we're okay with that. If you never want to do gymnastics again, we're okay with that. We just always let her know that as long as she was pursuing something in her life that would better her, we would support her. And that was just from day one, um, you know, because that's just really how we, we felt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like Maribel, that, that, that came across, like you really do feel like you have a choice in the sport. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. Yeah, great. I talk about burnout. And one of the biggest Mm -hmm. indicators that someone's going to get burned out is they don't feel like they have a choice. They're doing it for someone else. They're doing it because they feel the pressure. Mm -hmm. And if you truly have the choice of, do I want to walk into the gym today or do I not? Then you walk in and you show up as a person who, you know, has that joy that you guys talk about. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like makes me, I've had dreams of going back and doing level seven at my age mm-hmm. and like being on doing giants on the bars. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I see people well, like you and I'm like, yeah, why, why not? <laughs> it's never There's, too late. I'm impressed with the adult community really growing. Um, I, I don't know if it was always there or if it is growing or if we just know about it more now with social media and being able to come together. But it's awesome to see adults doing gymnastics, whether they're people like me who just didn't stop or came back after doing it, like you're thinking of doing, right? And, uh, you know, um, or, or just beginners walking off the street saying, hey, this is what I'd like to do to be healthy. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. Well, ladies, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your relationship. I mean, I just want to come hang out in your gym. I think like so Anytime many you come by your area. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And best of luck with the end of the season and the, the alternate and yes. and then your ongoing goals that never end. I'm so excited. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.